Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I am your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. What's up, podcast people? Thought I'd make it fancy for you today, right? Hey, there actually used to be this really funny Saturday Night Live skit. Um, I'm a Saturday Night Live person, but like I'm talking way back, like back in the day. But it was uh, the it was it was actually uh, church people. It was a husband and wife, and like she was on the keyboards, and the the husband was singing. But they would sing like regular songs, like that were on the radio that had nothing to do with Jesus or church. But they would put them in like this church voice, and so I mean it was hilarious. And so they used to they, there was this one time they would be like one two three four get your booty on the floor. You want to get up and get down? It was it was hilarious. Like I, <laughs> I know I didn't do it justice right there, but uh, man, it's, it's it's good. It's good stuff. That's an old 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 skit. So I don't even remember what the skit was called, but Google it. I'm sure it's, it's got it's got to be on the internet somewhere, right? Man, what a way to start, man. Let's go. I hope you guys are doing well, and I hope you're loving this fall weather. Like, holy cow, here in South Carolina, it has been so nice and beautiful. Like, the trees are changing colors, and it's just, it's just stinking gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> no, but I, I really, I do love where I live, so I hope you guys love where you live as well. So, um, man, I, hopefully you guys have recovered from the last <laughs> podcast. It got a little crazy on the last podcast, and hopefully you've had time to recover, regroup. I don't know. Just let's let's move on. We're not even going to revisit it, all right? But you have to admit, there is a lot of stuff on here that is pretty entertaining, right? Like, if I could steal a line from one of my all-time favorite movies, Gladiator, are you not entertained? Oh man, like if you know the movie, you know that that scene. It's it's awesome. So love that movie. Uh quick side note, I'm gonna chase a squirrel real quick here. I actually got to say that in an ancient outdoor amphitheater when I was visiting Israel. It was amazing. Like the acoustics in these outdoor amphitheaters that uh, I mean they I mean, think about it. Like they they there were no speakers or anything like that. So the acoustics in these outdoor amphitheaters were amazing. So, I mean, the, the stone seats went up, I mean, just on and on and on and on. But we had a couple of us actually go down to where the actors or performers would be kind of, kind of looks like a pit, but they would be in the pit. But you could literally not have to scream, not have to yell, but you could just talk. And even the people at the very highest uh, level up there, like they could hear what you were saying just because of the way they built it. Um, the acoustics were so good. So anyway, yeah, it was, that's, that's a, that's a bucket list thing for me. I'd like to go to Rome and say, are you not entertained? Um, but as close as I could get was Israel. So, yeah. <laughs> 
uh, moving right along. Let's go. So we're going to start this. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys in a little bit as to how the mind of Dana Jenkins works. It's a scary place. Not going to lie. It's a scary place. So many of you may already know this about me, but I am a why person. Yeah, like it, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's exhausting for me as well, but I want to know why. I want to know why all the time about everything. It's just it's just kind of how my brain works. It's my way of trying to understand fully what's going on. So for me, when I can fully understand something, I am bought in, I'm fully engaged. When I can wrap my head around it, I get it. Man, I just, there's no stopping me, right? So um, now I, I will say this, like it's it's good because once I'm, once I'm in, I'm in. But this has also bit me in the rear end a lot because I, there's been so many times I can't just take what someone says at face value because I have to know more. Or like I, I ask the question, why? And man, sometimes it's just... I think there's there's situations where we should take something at face value and say, hey, great, you know what, that's awesome, and move on. I have trouble doing that. Uh, for example, when someone tells me they're late, my first response is, okay, you're late, but you knew this meeting started at two, so why? Like, what? What? Give me, give me a good reason. Why are you late? Like, there has to be a good reason in my mind, right? And so. The the crazy thing is my mind is already working on fully understanding what the problem is because here's the second whammy. I'm also a fixer. Yes. So when they tell me they didn't realize how long it would take to get there, I start thinking, okay, well, you're late because you don't plan ahead, right? Like that. that's why you're not a planner. You don't plan ahead. Um, you don't look at the GPS before you leave the house. You just get in the car when you think you should get in the car and then go, oh, shoot, it's going to take me 45 minutes and not 30. Um, okay, okay, okay. I get it. Uh, that That's probably a simple one. And I'm a, I'm a time person. Like, that's just kind of, whoo, I, 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 I love being on time. I love when other people are on time. Time for me is like, a, it's a respect thing, you know, like respect, respect my time. Um, anyway, that, that's a whole, that, that could be a whole nother episode, but, um, yeah. So but the whole being on time like that, that's a simple story, but I will say this, um, I'm going to take this opportunity to clear up a story that my college coach loves to tell all the time. And, uh, there's a couple of parts in her story where she is erroneous. Okay. So let's clear this up. So, um, uh, let, let me just, let, let me set the stage here. I'm in college. We're at practice. Uh, this is my freshman year in college, okay? I'm a shortstop, and we were going over cuts in this practice. Well, as you guys know, I'm a Y person. I'm trying to fully understand uh, what, what's going on with the cut system. So I may or may not have asked why one too many times. I mean, I was really just wanting to understand why we were doing what we were doing, but here's where the story gets a little bit, uh, you know, fuzzy uh, for for her, for my coach, not for me. My coach says that I was being a smart rear end, and she loves to tell how she got so mad, like she she left us on the field, got in her car, and drove away. <laughs> like, like we just had a coach, like a college coach, like she just literally, 
she put her back down and she grabbed her keys and went to her car and we all are standing in our positions watching her drive away. Like that is a true story. And now she loves to tell about how I made her so mad at practice one day, like she actually had to drive the car away, um, had to leave the team. And I, I got to be honest with you, it wasn't a good practice for me. I was a freshman. There were a lot of upperclassmen. Uh, I did not make many friends that day. So, um, yeah, so I just I want to set the record straight. I was asking why because I'm a why person. That's that's how my brain works. Okay, um, so yeah, I just it's for educational purposes. That's that's the the reason behind my why. Um, well, most of the time, most of the time, it's the reason behind my why. So, um, yeah, I, I was actually thinking about how my whys may sometimes be a roadblock when it comes to trusting and obeying God. Yeah. And, and for me, like a why, for me asking why, like it's a natural thing, but I I do think that sometimes it it does get in the way of just me having that blind obedience. And, you know, so many of the stories that we read in the Bible are about people just being obedient, um, that blind obedience, not, not obedience that they're going to say, Hey, I'm going to take my next step because I understand what God is doing, or I'm going to take my next step because God has shown me the plan and, and shown me what it's going to look like at the end. No, no, no. It's just a blind obedience. They're not trying to understand what God is up to or how he's going to make it happen. And for me, like I, I just being honest, I really struggle with that. So, The story in Genesis chapter 22, it recently came to my mind as I was listening to uh, a friend in my small group, and she was kind of, you know, telling us a story, and really, it was one of those stories where she was like, hey, I really feel like God's laying this on my heart, but I'm scared, I'm nervous, you know, and again, like, as many Christians, we all play the what if game, like, what if, what if God doesn't work that the way that I want him to, what if he doesn't show up, like, it's just the what if game, right, so... I thought if God wants to bring this story to mind, then I had better go and revisit reading that story. Because as soon as my, my buddy, she was talking and, and literally the whole chapter of Genesis 22, it just, I don't even know why it just came to mind. So, um, since then I've gone back and I've, I've revisited chapter 22 in Genesis and really to kind of set the stage for you guys, this is the story of Abraham and Isaac. Now, if you'll remember, as this chapter opens, God's word says that God tested Abraham. We see how God tells Abraham to take his only son. It actually says, you know, the one you love. And and it says to sacrifice him. Yeah, uh, right here. We're just going to stop right here. Uh, My first response would definitely be, okay, God, why? Like, you you want me to do this, and I want to be obedient, and I want to live my life in a way that, that trusts you and follows you no matter what, but, man, why? Why why would you want me to sacrifice my only son? Why would you want me to sacrifice the son that you know that I love? Like, oh my goodness, why? Well, as the story goes along, we see Abraham, he's making the trip. He's getting the supplies ready for the sacrifice, and he's even answering his son's question of, Dad, you know, we have all this stuff, but where's the lamb? (laughs) Yeah, try answering that. So we also see in verse 8 that Abraham says to Isaac, 
God himself will, will provide. And it goes on um, further than that, but that's that's basically the gist of what Abraham is telling his son. Hey, we've got all this stuff. God has told us to make a sacrifice, and so God himself will provide. And honestly, like, I read that in verse 8, and I'm like, holy shnikes. Like, what the what? Like, that that is just, yeah. So that probably would not be my response if I had to guess. Um, but that's that was Abraham. Like, hey, God himself will provide. So as we continue to read, you know, God lets Abraham get all the way to the point of actually killing his son. When he raises the knife to do so, we see in verse 11 that the angel of the Lord calls to Abraham. Actually, there's an exclamation mark after Abraham's name. So he's like screaming, Abraham, Abraham, and basically says, no, 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 don't do it. Now, this leads us to verse 13, which, by the way, is my favorite part of this chapter. Um, In verse 13, it says, Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in the thicket. (laughs) Boom! Like, dude, verse 13, that's it. That's it right there. Like, that. that's the story. I mean, come on. Now, here, let me unpack this a little bit. I hardly ever, hardly ever understand what God is up to up to until I can see things come to fruition, until I can get to the end and it makes sense. And I mean, heck, sometimes I can get to the end and I still don't understand. It still doesn't make sense. Like, you know, it's, yeah. So anyway, I can't tell you how many times I've asked God why. And I mean, I have asked God why in every shape and form, fashion. Like I've said, why now? Why me? Why them? Why so early? Why aren't you doing anything? Yeah, like my list of whys can go on and on and on. And really, here is what I think God wants me to take from Genesis chapter 22. Instead of asking all the whys, I think he wants me to trust that there's a ram in the thicket. (laughs) Like, what? If I knew the why, assuming that my brain could handle it, it wouldn't be complete trust on my part. It would be an informed decision, and that's just not how God grows us. Yeah, or it's not how God grows me. Man, so my question to you this week is, what situation are you asking why about? Is there something that's going on with you, and you're wondering, why is God doing this? Um or why now, or why me, or or any of the whys that I listed earlier. So that's the question, and and the question is always followed by a challenge. So, you know, here's the challenge. Can you take the situation, and instead of ask why, can you trust that there's a ram in the thicket? Yeah, definitely easier said than done. So, if Abraham would have known for sure that there would have been a ram, then it wouldn't have really been a test. Like, and and really, and we know from from reading this and from the chapters around it that, that God, it wasn't just a test, it was about a test of the heart. It wasn't a test of, is Abraham going to follow through with the actions? It had nothing to do with his actions, but our actions are dictated 
by what our heart is driving us to do, right? So it was a test of the heart. How loyal was Abraham going to be to God when God said, hey, you know what? In order to fully follow me, you've got to give up the one thing you've always wanted. And now that you've got, and the one thing that you probably love more than anything, are you willing to give that up? That's the test. The test is, is God going to be on the throne of your heart or is something else on the throne of your heart? So yeah, Abraham was trusting that God would provide. And whatever that looked like, it seems as though Abraham was ready to come to terms with that. And for me, a habitual why asker, <laughs> like this is hard for me, but honestly, like I want to get better. Like I- I've seen God's faithfulness and I'm sure you have too. And-, and honestly, if we've seen God's faithfulness, what makes us think he won't continue to show up? right? Like what makes me think that? Guys, the best part of the story, guys, there's a ram in the thicket. God is going to provide for us. Trust that there will always be a ram in the thicket for you. So yeah, man. So that's just kind of what God has laid on my heart. Man, I, I hope that this helps somebody this week. Um, hope this makes sense. And, uh, I hope you guys, I pray and hope that you guys have a great week. And, um, as always, I hope that you guys are spending the rest of the week all jacked up.